Welcome to Game On, the weekly football podcast bringing together seasoned professionals, the male star football writers and a celebrity fan or two. I'm your host, Mark Pugach. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple and Google. And if you haven't already, why not sign up for the daily Mail Plus briefing at mailplus.co.uk, where you can also watch Game On on video. Hello, I'm Mark Pugach and welcome to Game On. So after a tumultuous and momentous night at Wembley, England are into their first major final in 55 years after beating Denmark 2-1 after extra time. They'll play Italy on Sunday, the Italians after their first Euro crown since 1968. Joining us to discuss all this, the former Scotland striker Alan McAnally, the former England winger Chris Waddle, who was at Wembley last night, as was the Daily Mail's chief sports writer, Martin Samuel. Good morning, everybody. The, the morning after the night before. Chris, Martin, we, we were lucky enough to be there. Alan, I know you were, you were watching. Uh, Chris, well, as I said last time, you and I have seen some nightmaring the performances together. So it feels a bit surreal, doesn't it, to be talking this morning? Yeah, it's brilliant. It uh, feels absolutely amazing. And you've got to say they deserved it. You know, many times we've beat the games, Mark, and we've been knocked out and we've absolutely thought, what a bad performance, didn't deserve anything, uh, rightly so, going home. Um, but you've got to say, last night, uh, apart from the first uh, 50 minutes we played well, then Denmark took control you know, for a period, scored a good free, great free kick, I thought. Um, apart from that, first half, uh, Denmark's legs went at half-time and... Um, was no looking back. It was just a matter of thinking, can they get it over the lane before the penalty shootout, which uh, hopefully they did. Yeah, Alan, I was I was saying to the boys up on the studio, England have got to win this before penalties because they're on the front foot. They've got all the momentum now. You don't want it to go to penalties because it's not a lottery, but obviously you're into the unknown there. What, what were mm. your reflections? Yeah, I, 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 even in the second half, to be honest, um, I, I, I agree with Chris. I thought that they looked, they just looked not spent, but they looked as though they'd almost hit a wall. I think, I think they, listen, they were hanging on for pens. I thought England, I'd say when they scored, which was obviously a fantastic goal, I thought the immediacy of England's pressure to try and get back in the game was really good. Really, really good. They deserved the equaliser, regardless of it being a, a, an own goal. And then after that, I, not that there was a spell that I thought Denmark might have a little, you know, a squeak. But they never had any sustained pressure on England. I thought England were pretty secure. I genuinely do. I thought Maguire was outstanding. Absolutely mm. outstanding. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I didn't see Denmark scoring in the, sec- uh, in, the, uh, in the second half or in extra time, to be honest. And I thought it was a little bit of an inevitability. Get a little bit of luck with a pen. Chris will tell you. Pick a spot. Goalie saves. It comes back to you. Oh, my God. Thanks very much. Trust me. The relief on his face as he was running at the touchline wasn't about him not scoring the pen. It was to make sure it's come back to him and he managed to pop it in. But mm. it's a fantastic result for England. It really was. Yeah. Special night, Martin. Yeah, oh, very much so. Very much. I agree with the fellas. I, I, I thought from about an hour onwards, uh, it, when you, it, you know, with the hindsight of knowing that it all ended up all right, from about an hour onwards, there was only one winner of that game. Denmark just, Denmark just looked as if their, their race was run. And it was just a question of, just keep running them, keep running them, keep running. He brings Jack Grealish on, I think, on 69, is it? And he plays 42 minutes. And it's in that 42 minutes that Denmark are just absolutely run out, basically. 
um, and then he takes it, and then he and then he takes him off, which I thought was also a very brave thing to do. Um, no, yeah, it was, it was, it was outstanding. It was outstanding. I was, uh, well, I had six, six members of my family there. So fantastic, absolutely magnificent. I want to know if you thought it was a pen, by the way. Chris, did you think it was a pen? No. Did I you think know? I thought, it, I thought I thought it was, was big man. Slightest to touch it. I mean, when you really analyse it, it's a slightest, it's a slightest. And I'm not going to say people are going to say, well, that's the rules. It's a slight to touch it, made some go down. I thought he went down very early when we were watching it. And I thought, why has he gone down to such? Um, and then obviously they kept showing different angles and it was the slightest of touches. But if you look at the lad, he's trying to pull his foot back. He's not going forward. He's trying to mm. stop his foot from going in, pulling it back a bit. Uh I don't know. It's one of them where you think, um, yes, it's at home, but uh, it's at Wembley, big crowd, uh, good atmosphere. And you think if that had been in Rome, if it had been in Denmark, would he have got it? I don't know. I thought, what about you, Mark? You, I th- honestly, because he wriggles I, I must admit, I, in real time, I, mean, the, I thought the, it was the a first, pain. Yeah, the, the, I, but I, the first tackle, the player got it, and then he wriggled free, and then I genuinely thought, yeah, mm, I think it is a pain. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought it was. And incidentally, VAR this time, has been pretty good and the referees have been brilliant. I mean, the, the game last night, mm. sorry, the previous night against Spain and in, in, in Italy, if, the, if, if when the ball hits Cialini on the arm, which it does, yeah. if that had been the Premiership, they'd have given a penalty. Yeah, which would yeah, be yeah, an absolute so. farce because yeah. the VAR in England, it hits your arm, even though it's completely and utterly unintentional. They give the pen, farce, joke. Mm. Brick was brilliant as a, as yeah, a referee, the, the German guy. And just because it hits your arm in the box, doesn't necessarily mean to say it's a penalty because it's not intentional. And every challenge, which Chris and I know, can be innocuous, there will be contact, and all of a sudden everybody's screaming now for fouls. It's not like that. And I think the ref means to be brilliant. And I, I just wanted to change it because I actually, as a Scotsman, I thought it was a pen. I genuinely yeah. did. I thought, no, the, I, I thought the other one was more of a penalty, actually, which was right very below very our good. position on Kane in the, whatever yeah. it was. No, 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 no Second half. You didn't? Ah, no. No, no that chance. That was a pen. No, I'm not having that one. And by the way, when, when Kane's when, when Kane's running through at speed and kicks Simon Kerr, I mean, seriously, even our commentators need to have a look at themselves. But he's given his penalty. You're like, no, it's not. No, absolutely, definitely not. But the sterling one for me. I think it shows how hard, absolute pen. It shows how hard the bar, how high the bar is, Adam. Which is right about VAR. It shows the bar is so high that yeah. to be a clear and obvious error, it has to be. Clearer and more obvious than it does in the Premier League, probably to overturn mm. it, which is no bad thing. No, it's, not it's, more, st- it's more the subjective decision of the ref that's going to mm. hold sway. Yeah, the Sterling penalty, I would say, comes into that category of you've seen them given, basically. That, that, yeah. that's it, you yeah. know, we've, we've seen them given. It's not one that it's such an obvious mistake that you're thinking, oh, this is, you know, you, you see them, them given all the time where you think, God, I don't know how, you know, if there was really enough contact to send the guy sprawling or whatever. But at the same time, it's not what I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I must have. If, 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 it had been been other, if it had been the other way, Martin, what would you be writing as Martin this The other way, I wouldn't have. No, I would have. I would. I think, I think there would have been an. Up, I think there would have been an uproar. No, yeah, I, I don't think there would, Chris. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, I don't think there would. Definitely. I think it's one of those that it's it's. You know, it, it's either way, isn't it? It's it, it's umpire's call, basically. That's that's exactly what it is. It's umpire's call. Some referees will give them, some referees won't. You get them some days, you don't others. I, I, I'm no more concerned about it than that, you know. And, and I, I, 
you know, I've seen I've seen a load of those sort of ones go against England as well. You know, that's, and, and you shrug your shoulders and go, well, that's, that's the game. I think Denmark will be talking about that for a long time, and they'll think. Well, let them talk. This must be a quiet night. A better team. I don't think they'll argue about the result overall because England were the better team by far. Eventually, mm. just they just controlled the game after the first half, so they're not going to complain about that. But I think that will be brought up a lot of times. <coughs> yeah, but you get this stuff, don't you? Like, for instance, I'm looking at some of the like the below the line comments, and there's two balls on the pitch. Um, yeah, uh, there's two balls on the pitch, so the referee should have stopped the game. I'm going to make a list, I think, for the column of, of you know indicators of people who know nothing about football, and and, and this, you know, it, it you don't have to stop the game if there's two balls on the pitch. That is completely mm. up to the discretion of the referee. Some will do it, some won't. Depends if they think the other ball is interfering with every, you know, and and the referee clearly didn't. But you don't have to stop the game if there's two balls on the pitch. Read no. Mark Plattenberg. And and uh, the one guy I'll, I'll bow to on this, I'd say Mark Plattenberg knows the rules. You don't have to stop the game if there's two balls the, on the, the pitch. The best so thing about the hundred... Find these ways to beat ourselves up is what I mean. Yeah. Chris, you played against Gareth, and we all know he's a charming man and, you know, he's a, he's a thoroughly great human being. But you don't get to where he is without an edge to you. And Jack Grealish get, comes on. I think we worked it out. He played for 36 minutes. And then the, when the sub gets subbed, that's something you're going to have to deal with as a player. But, I mean, it made sense, didn't it? Tactically, who else were you going to take off? You wanted to go to five at the back, shore it up and get through. But that just shows he's not afraid to make tough decisions, Gareth. No, listen, you, do, you don't get to where you are doing a job like that and other jobs he's done without uh, having that ruthless streak in him. He knows what he wants. Um, but the way he handles it is... He's, he gets on obviously very well with the players. The players have got a lot of respect for him, and I think that's the important word: respect. I think whatever decisions he's making, they're doing right. They've got the finals, so people have concern around saying, "Why did you take me off? Why did you do that?" They've got they're winning, winning, winning. Now, if they're losing, 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 players would then probably be asking a lot of questions. I've got to say, though, yeah, he's a really you know comes across as a very uh, nice man, and he talks a lot of sense. And he's turned England around. He's done an unbelievable job. He deserves all the credit and the pats. And after the game, you know, the way the crowd was singing that song uh, to him uh, and he reacted to the crowd was great to see on the eye. Um, you know, the guy's under a lot of pressure. Uh, England job always is. And he's handled it ever so well. I'm very pleased for him. Um, I'll I tell you another thing Mark, for me was uh, the fitness levels of some of the players are amazing. Ken Walker looks like he's not played a game this season. Um, as... Raheem Sterling running at the end, where he should have went on his own. He tried to pass Harry Kane in. He could have went and scored one of the best goals of the tournament if he kept going. Um, but his fitness level, the fitness levels, most of the players, but uh, obviously Phillips ran 15k yesterday. I mean, that's amazing in a football match. And um, the fitness levels of that squad is amazing. Well, we better look ahead to Sunday then. Alan and I are sitting here going, well, we fancied Italy as dark horses, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we I do. don't really want them to win, Alan, even though it proved me right. <laughs> You'll want them to win. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it was a really it was good nice. semi-final against Spain because Spain mm. played really well and kept the ball really well. And if they mm. had a Harry Kane, they may well be in the final. So where do you think, Alan, that Italy can really hurt England? I thought their midfield was, was really good, Italy. Um, and I, but, uh, uh, do you know, during the whole game... And I know Marata hasn't really had his shooting boots on and I don't know when he ever really does. And Moreno's not right. He's got a good pen, to be fair. I've missed a pen in the group stages. Um, I, I, I think that Italy's front 
they just looked sharper and they looked more danger, as if they were going to score. And I, I didn't have so much faith in, in Spain. It's all right keeping the ball. Chris now say, well, you keep the ball 30, 40 yards from goal all you want. Chilini and Benucci like that. Go on then. Go on. Come on then. We've got pace in both sides. I know that Emerson's come in and De Lorenzo played on the right-hand side because of no spin at Sola. But they're quite happy for Spain to have the ball there. And it was only when Danny Olmo was kind of coming off, getting it in and turning with the ball. It's not he gets it with his back to goal 20 yards out and then turns like a submarine. He was getting it on the turn and that was where maybe they were really under pressure. But the back four were almost inside the edge of the box and the midfield were almost across the D. They were quite happy to defend really deep and that's what England are going to have to, to deal with and it might be frustrating for them and then be very careful to get hit on the break. But I thought they looked more of a danger in scoring goals, Italy. And they've proven that, to be fair, in the tournament. Um, I think this will be obviously much more of a much more of a test for England on Sunday. It'll be a good, it'll be a really good. I'm looking forward to it because I think, as much as I think it's going to be a test for England, I think it's going to be an even bigger test for uh, for Italy. Mm-hmm. Malta, what are your thoughts on this final? I think it's the two best teams in the tournament. Uh, I think Spain have uh, came on to a good tournament in the end, but didn't it didn't start particularly well. I think it's it's the two best teams in the tournament. You you you've got to kill Georgina. Um, it's as simple as that. You, you, we, they've got to find a way of killing Georgino and stopping him setting the, the the tempo and the rhythm of the game. Um, same when in, same when you play Chelsea, basically. And I thought Busquets did a fabulous job on him the other night. Actually, I mean, Georgino made a lot of very good interceptions and stuff. I would have been interested to see, I don't know if anyone knows his passing statistics, because he's been making, I think he's 75, he's averaging 75 passes a game, and I wouldn't imagine he got to that in 90 minutes on um, mm. on Tuesday. I wouldn't have thought he got, I thought Busquets did a really, really good job on him. So that's, I think, key for England. Um, I think Gareth might go to three at the back. Um I think he might go to three at the back. He seems to favour that when they're against very good teams. He's a little bit belt and braces. Um, but then so Italy, you know, it's not going to be a... <clears throat> I don't think it's going to be a, a high-scoring game in terms of... I don't see England... If England were to lose, and it's quite possible that, that, that they could lose, but if England were to lose, they ain't going to get beaten by four or anything like that. It's not going to be... Because Italy aren't that sort, aren't that sort of team. They don't take the game away from teams. They're, they're, they're very tight. They're very organised. And England are the same. I mean, I know they put four past Ukraine, but I don't see it being one of those sort of games. So, you know, three all draw, we can all confidently expect now. I've said yeah. that. Chris, <laughs> the, strength, the strength of Italy is the team, isn't it, Chris? I mean, there's not a there's not a Baggio or a, or a Del Piero or a Pirlo. It's the strength is the team. Yeah, they work ever so hard for each other. They're basically coming at this tournament. I mean, I couldn't believe they were like fifth, sixth favourites um, with a the record they've got coming into this tournament. Um, that's why I tipped them as well at the start of the tournament to win it. So um, uh, they, they're a team who, if they sniff something, they can go on the front foot and they can go and press you for five, ten minutes. But they're very capable of just dropping back, as we saw against Spain. Mm. And they think, we're not going to play a team like Spain every game. Yes, England are good in possession. But if you look last night, in England, I think, was it 56 or something? It wasn't the 70s like it, uh, in Spain. Mm. Italy will think, mm. we're not playing Spain. It's, we're playing a team who are obviously very dangerous, very good at the minute, high in confidence, um, playing good football. But we'll sit back, we can park the bus, we've got enough pace to hit Chiesa. And they're not afraid to go from back to front. If it goes out of play, it goes into the stand, they don't care. It's a free ticket for them. 
where mm. they were two, three years ago to where they are now, they've come at this tournament thinking, we've got nothing to lose. We've improved vastly uh, over the last two years. It's a free ticket. Now, whether they start thinking about, yeah, but we're in the final now, we've got to win it. That may change their mentality a bit more. But they've got very much an experienced squad uh, with obviously a lot of youth, but they've got some good footballers. And they're a team who can hurt you. You know, Mowbray has never really hit the, the tournament uh, running, but he looked at his goal record for Italy and he looked at his goal record for Lazio. It's amazing. So you just wonder, is he going to start converting? So it, it's a game which is definitely going to be English, England's hardest game in the tournament, without a shadow of a doubt. I can't go with Martin. I don't normally Martin your spot on. I can't. Why would Gareth change to three five? Or, or I, would, not I, I, think, I, I think he will. It's not. It's just, I'm not saying that I would do. I, I yeah, think but you, he might. So because I we're playing Italy, because we. I take that back, by the way. Don't oh, yeah. Delete I'll that. tell you what. Edit that. That's it. You'll never Ed, be let back into Glasgow again. Edit <laughs> that right out, by the way. We. Where the hell's that come from? <laughs> Are we still talking about Scotland, yeah? I, I, just, I, I, don't know what, I don't know what Chris thinks, but I don't, I don't see it, the change of formation, even especially against Italy, actually, that that would need to be something we would... For God's sake, Sal. Stop saying we... That England would be worried about, and I don't know what Chris. I, mean, you know, I, would, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change you, it. I wouldn't change no, it. I mean, I'd leave you. it. I think um, they get good width. There's good movement. The two midfield lads can do three men's job. Mason Mount for me has got to get in the game more. I yeah, like Mason yeah. Mount. I think he's a very good player. I, I know he's young, um, but he's got to have a bit more confidence in himself and say, like, "Give me the ball. I'm going to do this. I want to do a bit more of that." If the game sometimes is just passing them by at the minute. Uh, where it's all Phillips and Rice, then the next thing you see Sterling on it, or Saka, or Kane, but it seems to bypass uh, Mason Mount, uh, and it's such an important per, uh, player, uh, position that is for England. We need somebody in there who's going to start hurting teams. It's not a failure if England don't beat Italy on um, Saturday. It's disappointing. It's On Sunday, it's disappointing. It's not a failure. It doesn't make the tournament a failure. But yeah, absolutely. Once you're in the final, it's, it's, it's not a rehearsal for something that might happen further down the line. It's, it's the final. Mark, three things, Gareth Stone. Three things, by the way. He starts Trippier at left side instead of Shaw. First game. He's always kept Phillips and Rice and people mm -hmm. are shouting for him to play one. And he told everybody, everybody in the country to say, get off my freaking back. Harry Kane plays. I'm mm -hmm. telling you, please. The trip he hasn't played again since, apart from a like a cameo, and he's gone with Shaw, and he's got everything spot on, and he's told yeah. everybody, this is exactly why I'm doing it, got off my back, and that's why he's been different class. And now all of a sudden, people are giving it, oh, he's not so much of a pushover now, Gareth. He never was. Never he was. Just didn't, you you, you no, just didn't give him respect that he should have got. Yeah. Because yeah. Those, th those three things in a squad, apart from me and Chris and all the other lads know that the gaffer's doing it, he has to actually explain to everybody in the country why I'm doing it, rather yep. than, why are you doing that, Gareth? Gareth's like, I'll do what I want. This is my yep. squad. And yep. if you don't trust me, fair enough. Give me respect, and he should get it now. And all of a sudden, because you're in the final, he's going to get it. I mean, yep. the guy's been different class. If we depict this team when it should have went at the tournament 2020, mm -hmm. what would the back four been? Because it would never have been the back four we've got today. No, no. no. absolutely. John, Sto John Stones wouldn't be there. Question marks over the goalkeeper. Yeah, you've got to say Luke Shaw definitely wouldn't have been there. No, mm -hmm. so you can go further than that. You can go further than that, Chris. The team that plays against Germany 
if this tournament plays in, uh, when it should have played in 2020, um, three of the guys that play, two of the guys that start, wouldn't have even been in the squad. Saka had, never, had not played for England in summer oh, 2020. Yeah. Phillips had not played for England in summer yeah. 2020 and neither had Greenish. Yeah. So yeah. that also shows how quickly he is prepared to promote someone um, a young player, or I mean, Phillips is not actually a, a, a young young player, is he? <laughs> but um, but a, a young player like Saka, or someone he just looks at and thinks this this guy does the job because Phillips and, and, I'm, and, I'm, and, and I mentioned together Tri- last October for the first time. Yeah, I, I just wanted to mention Trippy Martin for the simple reason yeah. that you've just had a lad, and Chris and I know this having played abroad. We've just gone in, we've won a title, mm. yeah. and he's a ma- he's one of the main men for for Atletico Madrid. And Gareth's like, and do you not think Trippi said to, to Gareth, hey, by the way, I'm playing in Spain, I just won the title, I want to play for my country. And Gareth's like, no, I'll tell you when you're going to play. I mean, yeah. that, that that takes something because <clears throat> every single player obviously wants to play and you can throw in your domestic bits and pieces what you've done. And a lot of people might have thought, well, he can't not play Trippier. And he's yeah. got to play him on the right-hand side. So even Gareth, to a certain extent, tries to shoehorn him in in the left and then decides... No, I'm going to do it this way instead. So I'm like, listen, big pat in the back for Gareth. Like Chris yeah, said, he's done guys, brilliant. We've got three guys that have won the Champions League, can't get in the team. Yeah, correct. You know, exactly. you know, there's not Jordan Henderson at the moment can't get in the team. Chilwell has I don't think he's played, has he? Chilwell, no, not even on the bench last night. On the bench last night. And obviously Reese James. And yeah. all outstanding in the in the Champions League finals, their respective Champions League finals. And uh, but that's the wealth. I think that's the real key to to this in many ways i don't i can't remember a, a time in english football when you could throw so much talent at a football match um to try to get it right when people talk about the golden generation the golden generation in 2004 when wayne rooney gets injured the guy that comes on is darius Fassell. now darius Fassell was a very good striker but we're, we're talking about a, a, a state. He's not Wayne Rooney. He's not a like for like for Wayne Rooney. Now, Joe Cole was left on the bench. You could argue he could have brought Joe Cole on, different sort of player. But Joe Cole wasn't Wayne Rooney either. He was a, he was a different sort of player. You look at last night where they throw Grealish on and then they can throw Phil Foden on. And if they wanted, they could have thrown Jaden Sancho on and they could have thrown Marcus Rashford on. And, and Rice looks tired. And the guy they bring on is the captain of Liverpool, captain of the champions, captain of a, a Champions League uh, team. And he's the guy that comes on because Declan Rice at West Ham has got tired. Um, we, I don't think we've had that depth of, of talent in English football for, well, I can't remember. Certainly not, certainly not in the last 20, 30 years, we haven't had the And that's it from Game On. We'll be back next week and every week via Spotify, Apple and Google. That's it from me, Mark Pugach. See you next week for more Game On. <laughs>